Hello, Glitigators. It's your boy, Panza, and you're listening to Glitigate the Podcast. Embrace the sparkle. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. Introducing your hosts, Murphy Rule, Commissioner Birch, and Dr. Chad. Welcome into Glittergate, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Murphy, joined by my two fairly average co-hosts. We've got Dr. Chad. Not Sacco. And we've got Commissioner Birch. Also not Sacco. And I am also not Sacco. And we are checking in following the week two of playoffs in Glittergate, the league. We've got a couple of matchups to cover. We're not going to do everything because, let's be honest, a lot of the matchups don't really affect anything at all except for bed placement, and we don't need to touch on that. But we did have two playoff matchups and a Sacco matchup to touch on. Um, the Sacco matchup. The, the Sacco matchup. The Sacco matchup. Um, so I will kick it on over to Birch to cover our playoff matchup one. Go ahead, Mr. Birch. All right, I'm going to start it off with Tweezy BBC times three versus Murphy's football team. Tweezy BBC times three took this one down with a score of 141.96 to Murphy's football team's 121. Um, My T's team continues to put on a postseason show. Pat Mahomes put up 23.76 and had another solid showing. And apparently TJ Hawkinson is the bane of Murphy's existence. Um, I, I don't know what you did to piss him off, but TJ Hawkinson just apparently decides he likes to have career days against Murphy's football team. Uh, Singletary came out and played well. He put up 19 points. Kamara showed up and put up 18. It's, it was crazy. Mike got points from all of his unsung heroes today. Graham Gano put up 14. His defense put up 11. He just had an all-around good day. Murphy's football team didn't have an awful day by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Watson continues to be kind of eh, but James Conner had an amazing day. Justin Jefferson continued to do Justin Jefferson things. Diggs had a rough week, but Devonta Smith more than made up for it with 27.3, but it just wasn't enough to pull it out against Tweezy BBC times three this week. Yeah, if you look at Hawkinson's like game log from this year, he's tied in. He's tied in two on the season, by the way. Just he's he's very yeah he's he's tied in two on the season. That's true. But if you look at it from like the overall picture, he's a very average tight end. Which in the tight end wasteland, that's totally fine. But it's just the two games, uh, week four. Versus Seattle, we had 35.9, and Mike T was playing him against Murphy. And then this past week against the Giants, we got 29.4. Every other week, it's like 5.3, 8, 9.5. Hell, he has a 1.1. It just really seems like he he just hates Murphy pretty much. He had 28 targets those two weeks combined. That's so silly. Devin Singletary had his best game of the year. I played against Hawkinson in two um, I played in Hawkinson against two leagues this week. And he beat me yeah. in two leagues and he's had career days against me twice. I I don't yeah. know what he's done to me. If I, I think I was talking with Chad earlier. If you've ever seen the league, 
I feel like what Ruxin did to Antonio Gates, if that like happened to me and I bumped into him and I just like spewed words, I'd almost feel it's justified. It it still wouldn't <laughs> really be right, but it would almost be justified. Because this man has like personally attacked me. I don't know what I've done. I, I mean, the, the thing is with Mike T's team is since we're only doing like three matches, I feel we could spend a little bit more time on each one. Just Mike T's team, I'm going to be honest, like it's not that good at all. We've all had this conversation. It's just Bro, when it's he, bad hits, news he hits. It's just when he bad hits, news. he hits. He's fucking um, Keanu Reeves coaching the Bad News Bears right now. This is also like Alvin Kamara's best week in like – Two months. And Devin Singletary's best week of the season. I mean, Kamar's had better weeks, but, like, this is, like, his last, like, six weeks. 11.4, 4.7, 4.0, 10.9, 6.0, 7.7. .7. Like, mm -hmm. just just happens to be today. Yeah, th this day. And, like, again, your team did fine. I mean, your team, Deshaun Watson is, again, Deshaun Watson I, I did not feel he was going to be good this year. And I'm not sure if he's going to be good next year. I'm not going to be drafting him. But, like, James Conner was solid. Justin Jefferson was solid. Devontae Smith, I believe, had his best game of the season for you. Um, set, Pretty much, yeah, it was, it was pretty much tied with his best game of 27.3. But, I mean, it was really surprising to me personally was the Broncos D just – completely shitting the bed against the Rams. Then did, it, who had an amazing it, it killed me, but at the same time, like when I was watching the game, I was like, Russ is putting them in such bad positioning. Like he was so, he was throwing a pick and putting giving him ten yards to like, all right, well the hold him to a field goal, I guess. Like I don't know. Like Russ Russ has been playing like dog shit. Um I think yeah, really he, what, I, I don't know what they're like obviously Hawkinson and, and Singletary make a difference in this matchup, but I think him also getting twenty five points from his fucking special teams Whereas I got like negative one um, from my special yeah. teams was probably a bigger swing. Huge swing. Um, I mean, obviously Watson, I I, I had some issues, um, but it it shouldn't. I don't know. It's it's frustr It's more frustrating watching the other matchups because I, if had I played on any of the other tied two playoff teams, I would have been in the championship game this week. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just not vacation time. Just the way. Yeah, and also, like, I, I just want to touch on this. We don't have to spend a lot of time. Are we kind of nervous about Diggs? I mean, this late in the season, his past two games against the Jets, 5.2, Miami, 8.2, and this past week, 3.6 versus, you know, his on, his on average of getting, like, 15 to 20 points a game pretty much. And I mean, Josh Allen is still producing the thing that well, the thing that jumped out the weather to me, on those games, bro. The thing that jumped out to me last it's not even the weather. The thing that jumped out to me last week is the, is, is the targets. Um, he only had two mm -hmm. targets last week, um, and I think Birch, Birch hit it. I mean, the weather obviously wasn't great, um, but the week before he had nine. The week before he had five. I mean, he's definitely seen his targets dip a little bit. But if I if I was still playing, he'd still be rolled out every single week. Um, I don't I don't think it's anything about. I don't think it's anything about the Buffalo offense. I mean, I, I, maybe they're trying to give him a little bit rest and not not risk an injury against them while they're going to the playoffs. But yeah, if he's rostered in any league, you're you're rolling him out there hundred times out of a hundred. Oh, of course, you're hey, playing against Devontae Adams. I, I think this speaks a lot because two of the names that you put out there, you said the Jets twice, correct? No, I said the Jets in Miami and Chicago. Those those his last three, his last three matchups are Jets, right, Miami. Well, fair Chicago. enough. Well, with the Jets, I. Bad weather and Sauce Gardner are bad combination. 
That kid is good. He has proven he is worth the first-round draft pick they spent on him. Like, he is a huge part of why the Jets' defense has drastically improved this year. Um, Now, Miami, eh, that was also a bad weather game. That was the one where they had to shovel off snow, snow, snow all the way. That was one that was being talked about so badly. That was that Thursday night game. Yeah, but that was like a thirty-five. That was like a thirty-five twenty-eight game too. It was a high scoring yeah. game. The Bears, I have no idea on them. No, I mean, just my overall point is that, like, you're, of course you're not going to bench Diggs, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter at this point. Um, but I don't know. It's just a really odd trend. He was doing so well for the entire majority of this season, and then he just stopped. I think he's. Start, um, I think. Just, I think Allen's starting to spread the ball a little bit more too. Um, in the last, kind of just to kind of piggyback on it, um, in the last three games, we've seen Diggs targets go down. We've seen Dawson Knox targets go up, and his performances go up. He's had seven targets against the Jets, eight targets against the Dolphins, and then five targets against the Bears. So that's it. Kind of coincides with when he hurt his elbow. Yeah, that that's kind of where it's going. Uh, to be quite honest, like whenever he hurt his elbow, he stopped throwing it quite as deep. And I think he's resorting to more check down throws than what he used to because it hurts to throw it quite as far. Yeah, that's a very good point. Coach. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to see that, Murphy. Um, I, I was rooting for you know, to uh, to take it all down in this league. So I'm, I'm sorry to see that. Instead, we will be having a repeat champion of some sort, a second-time winner. It's either uh, going to be Mike T or the person from our next matchup that we're about to cover. But one thing I will say, I say this with a rough face, but congrats on the win, Mike T. I'm congrats, not going, but I'm, face is rough. I'm not going to say it's deserved, but I'm going to say congrats. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> congrats, Mike. All right, our next matchup is Going Nuclear, managed by our Commissioner Birch, uh, matching up with Ain't No One Gonna Tilt Like Mitch, managed by Mitchell Medley. Um, Some would call this the brawl of Milledgeville. Uh, Some wouldn't at all, but I'm going to say it. Um, Mitch took this one by a final score of 114.02 to 73.06. Overall, just a a brutal showing for Birch. Um, Mitch's team didn't really do too much better, but he did just enough to kind of get the win. Um, led by, surprisingly enough, his backup quarterback, Minshew Mania, 22.7, and a beautiful mustache to boot. Um, Christian McCaffrey did enough. I mean, really, it, it was just a bunch of average average performances. The Jaguars D showed up for Mitch, getting 13 points. Rashad White got 13.3, even though I'm pretty sure he was outcarried by Fournette. Um, Travis Kelsey got 14. Richie James got 13. Richie James getting 13 is a little surprising. Um, more surprising that he was like playing for Mitch, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and Tyreek Hill got, got 12 points. On the other side of things, Birch was let down by Justin Fields. Uh, 9.8 points just isn't going to do it most weeks, and it didn't do it this week. Um, and if he's going to try and win with nine points, you're going to need a, a just ridiculous performance from the Yeti, Derrick Henry. And it was a little underwhelming from him. He only got 17. Um, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins getting less than one probably hurts you a lot. And then another 1.1. I mean, getting two points from your top two wide receivers is a rough look. Um, Hopkins is a little justified just because Trace McSorley is the quarterback. You're looking at a third-string quarterback who can barely throw the ball. So... 
no real surprises there, but your team putting up 73 points as a whole is, is a rough look. Um, but on the flip side, you, I don't know how you felt over the weekend, Birch, but I'd imagine that you didn't have a whole lot of confidence as, as the week kind of wore on. And by the time you got to like Sunday night, you were just like, well, this is, this is, this is it. It's a loss. I'm done. Oh yeah. By the time, by the time I got through the second quarter of the Broncos game on Sunday, I knew it was pretty much over at that point. Cause I knew I was going to have to have a stellar performance from both Murray and Hopkins to even have an outside shot of beating Mitch. And it was just bad. <laughs> it was, it was ugly. The fields game started off nice. He had like five and a half points early in the game and then just, never got anything else to go it was if i'm gonna lose if i'm gonna lose i'd rather lose that way and just have it i don't i don't want to hold on hope for two or three extra nights until monday night like i like getting wait until monday night or even sunday night really and then having your heart ripped out at the end it's just a brutal because you stay up late anyway like i've got to work fucking the next morning it's not it's not pleasant you know what i mean it it was not meant for me to suffer through this loss too badly. I mean, the fates did everything they could to ensure that I wasn't going to get to watch any of it anyway. <laughs> I mean, the power went out for like the entirety of Red Zone. Uh, I had family things that were postponed and made happen all throughout the middle of it. So watching on the phone really wasn't much of an option either. So, I didn't really miss anything. You missed just disappointing performances. That's really all you missed. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just just a comment on some of that. So, Derrick Henry, you know, every time he plays Houston, he puts up like three touchdown games, and they just they they just really couldn't do anything over it. Like, I think it really demonstrates that like Malik Willis is just not good. He just no, he not. cannot do anything with that offense. There's, there's no threat when he's on the field compared to, surprisingly, Tannehill, who at least, you know, has the threat of a mid-range ball that they have to defend. And then I, I don't want – I mean, we said this at the beginning of the season that, like, the most worrying part of Burks' team was his wide receiver core. Mm. And I think this kind of demonstrates why that, like, the, the RBs don't come, the wide receivers, this they can't support it. And I'm really surprised – well, not really surprised ever since um, uh, with Mark Andrews. He just he just hasn't been what he should have been, which we all thought he was. But on Mitch's side of the ball, comparatively, like he left a lot of points on his bench, like a lot of points actually. James Cook had a really – like his best game. And then the Chargers defense actually had a really good game. That game yesterday was so defensively boring – I think it was like three interceptions in a row. It, it just so, went back to it back. It was to such back. a shitty game. I watched. It was so shitty. I actually stayed up late. Um, I, had, I had today off work, and I watched the whole thing. And it was just, it was bad from first kickoff to to the end of the game. It was just, it was yeah. just an ugly showing. And the Chargers made the playoffs. They've clinched, but I'm not impressed with that offense. And I, I don't think like beginning of the season, I thought they might have been like a Super Bowl contender, unless they really flip a switch. Like the team, the offense doesn't impress me at all. Well, it's really Herbert. I mean, which which is surprising is that he can get them down the field. But I mean, all he all he really has to do is get them down the field, and then he just hands the ball off to Eckler, who is I believe he's RB 
five or is he already six on the season? I, I don't he know off the top be, of my head. He might be higher than that. I feel like his he has like sixteen touchdowns, which is which is ridiculous. Because remember, if you guys look back at the beginning of the season, there was like the first three or four games he didn't score at at all. No, yeah, he is RB. He is goddamn it. Are you? You don't know what happened. Hey, you know what happened? He's RB one. He's RB one in the season. The He's first RB3 three or four games. Yeah, the first three or four games, that offense was running the way that we expected to see it. We expected it to be a high-flying, big-passing, throw-it-out-of-the-stadium type of an offense. And then he got that yeah, he got that rib injury. And then everything yeah. started going to shorter targets, and he started living off of Eckler, and then Eckler became what everybody expected Eckler to be. Yeah. I, I fully believe they were trying to back off of his carry some this year to kind of extend his career and then whenever the Herbert injury happened I mean his they basically, carry, his sorry, carries, but his carry he hasn't he hasn't gone over this was his first game that he's gone over 15 carries in a game I'm sorry his second game that he's gone over 15 carries in a game all season um, I, I meant touches total okay, like yeah. I'm talking about catches too yeah um I mean even that I mean there's some games that he's got more than others what's he's got three on the season um Eckler's got three 30 point games and one two we'll count that three four, five, 20 point games. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's also a component of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen being so, I mean, gone for a large chunk of the season. Literally as well. eight, eight weeks of the season where we're in week 16, over 50% of the, the, the time Eckler's bumping 20 to 30 points a week. Yeah. Uh, Eckler's been awesome. Yeah. He's been a really just curious, serviceable. Just curious, Chad, because you had, you said he was running back four in the season before we actually knew it. Who, who did you think was ahead of him? Well, I thought it was going to be Saquon, Henry, and McCaffrey. To be honest with you, um, the McCaffrey Saquon, one was Saquon's had a in rough last couple of weeks. He he started strong, but he also he's basically did the exact opposite that Eckler did. Where I well, think he's bounced back in the last two weeks. But I mean, I mean, that was yeah. just my. I mean, I, I just did not think that Eckler was number one. But I'm, I mean, I'm not shocked. He's he's still amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, this was just Mitch had a okay showing, and that was just enough to take out Birch. Birch, do you regret adding Derek Carr instead of uh, Gardner Minshew? Um, not really. I mean, I had to take a shot at who I thought was the best option out there at the time, and I honestly thought that the Dallas defense was going to be too much for Minshew. I kind of, I kind of thought the same in Dynasty because I have I have Jalen Hurts in Dynasty, so I had the same problem Mitch did. And I think I originally added Brock Purdy, and like there was a couple other quarterbacks like on the waiver wire, and then I thought about it. I was like, which quarterback would I rather lose with? Would I rather lose with like the upside of like Gardner Minshew, where it's like Minshew mania, or like do you want to like be like, oh, Brock Purdy only got me six points? It's like, no, nah, fuck that. Like if I'm gonna lose, like let's just say like I'm I gonna took, lose with Minshew. Like let's just take like I fucking sh- I took a shot and I lost with a glorious mustache. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that looking back at it, I wish I'd have. Uh, trying to put a block on the Minshew idea. I thought about reaching out there and pulling him too. I don't know who I would have dropped, but eventually I just I decided not to. I'm sorry, Bert, that goddamn Christmas clock is fucking annoying. Dude, man, it kills me. Uh, yeah. Are you going to roll with Minshew again, Murphy? Uh, if he doesn't play, yeah, probably. I just... Okay. The, 
I'm, I, I feel comfortable with him. Like I said, I'd rather, I'd rather lose with Minshew than, than win with anybody else. I feel like it just, it just makes more sense. Um, the that waiver, offense, the waiver wire. Yeah. I mean, his, his offensive weapons are ridiculous and kind of the, the little extra nail in the coffin that like, that kind of pushed me towards, towards Minshew was his old head coach just died. Like Mike Leach just died. He went to the funeral, like I think on like Thursday. So I figured mm-hmm. like, if you're going to have like a good game, like you're probably going to want to play really well, like right after your coach died just to kind of honor him. So yeah, we'll see if it's the same. I know Hertz is uh, questionable this week, um, and obviously the Eagles have they've got the number one seed on the line. So I mean, they might run him out there just to try and get that last win. But we'll see. I don't I mean, know. They've already, clinched, they've already clinched the playoffs. So they I, haven't, they I haven't think clinched, they, they haven't clinched home field though, and home field in Philly is a big deal. If 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 Philly can clinch and they and they're playing, everything runs runs through Philly. That changes things. Changes things a lot. They're fans. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but congrats on the win, Mitch. It was well done, well deserved, nice season, and congrats on the title game appearance. You and Mike are competing for a little bit of money and, and a lot of pride. So good luck to both of you. Good luck. Good luck. I, I really don't know who I want to win. I hate both of you. Finally, we have the matchup of the week, but more importantly, we have the Sacco Bowl. That's right, the one game of the year that we all fear to be a part of, but we all love watching if we're not a part of it. The one to decide who among us is the biggest piece of shit. And I'm not going to hold it back any longer. We have Baby Got Dak run by Tank. You are the biggest piece of shit. Just a massive sack of shit. And that is why you have earned the sack. Unfortunately, dumpster fire season run by Zachary beat you out 133 to 129. And this all came down heartbreakingly to Monday night. Keenan Allen, who has been a thorn in tank side all fucking season, Almost had it. He almost had it. Literally an inch would have changed this outcome. But Zach, who is considerably almost as lucky as either Tweezy or Trey, he's up there with them, was able to do this. However, Tank's team, they looked pretty good this week, which is really surprising compared to the rest of the season because, again, his team was bad. Dak came out with 28 points. Keenan, like I said, had 15.9. Terry, 15.7. And the Rams defense came to play, gobbling up anything Russell Wilson threw their way with 21 points. But fucking Zachary. Daniel Jones with almost 21 points. Jalen Waddell getting back into form with nearly 23 points. And the rest of his team, minus Dalton Schultz, just putting up decent numbers. 12.5 from Najee, 13.3 from A.J. Brown, 14.8 from Trevor Lawrence's new favorite target, Evan Ingram. It was a heartbreaker and a nail-biter, I'm sure, for both players all weekend and going into Monday night. But, Zach, you have shown that you are not the biggest sack of shit in this group of friends who are all sacks of shit. But Tank, you are the biggest sack of shit for this year. I'm sure you and Corey will have lovely conversations to determine what will be this year for our Sacco champion, Tankles. 
Any comments or concerns, boys? I wonder if Tank regrets trading Jalen Waddle to Zach. I know, right? For Deontay Johnson, right? It was Deontay Johnson. Uh, it was Deontay, Deontay Johnson and James Robinson, and, and James Robinson. I don't I think is on his team anymore. Uh, it looked like yeah, a trade at the time. It looked like a one-sided trade. It looked like Zach just trade raped or uh, Tank just trade raped him. But tanking for Tank uh, took it out at the end. Uh, yeah, just just a, a rough week and really a rough season. Uh, I was big on DeAndre Swift at the beginning of the season. That didn't work out. No. And, I mean, we had this conversation at the beginning of the season in that Tank's strategy was to have DeAndre Swift be a hero RB and then build his wide receiver core around him, which a hero RB strategy is not a bad strategy. But DeAndre Swift, who was in a timeshare, we knew he was going to be in a timeshare, cannot be a hero RB. I mean, he now again, he, Zach, struck, he struck gold with Raheem Ramoster, like getting him super, super late because he wasn't even supposed to be the lead back in that in that field. Like that was supposed to be um, yeah. Chase Edmonds. So I mean, and and Tyler Algier kind of rounded into form. He had Cleo Herbert for a while. I mean, Tank just Tank was just decimated by injuries. I mean, it Cooper, was it was really rough. Cooper Cup going they're, out they're, hurt him hurt him a lot. Dak being out the first five weeks of the season or six weeks of the season, whatever it was. Um, with the thumb issue. I mean, it, it, it was, and then Keenan Allen being out forever. I mean, in a bizarro world, Tank's team stays healthy and he competes for, for a championship. But unfortunately, this just wasn't the season for Tankles. No, it, it wasn't. I mean, again, his first round pick, Cooper Cup going down, that really, that pretty much kind of locked the, that, that locked him out of that right there. And honestly, I, I think if, I think if Zach takes anybody else in the first round except for Najee Harris I think his team is pretty damn fucking good yeah I'd have to agree with that I mean his his major weakness was his QB room which he just rotated throughout the entire year until he picked up Lamar Jackson until he Lamar Virginia. went down and Lamar went down immediately and then Lamar went down yeah and he also traded his QB too because he had um what was it, Roger? No, he, who did he have? Who did he trade with Brando? He had, he had Burrow when he, he drafted Burrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Zach just made some questionable <laughs> trades this year. Yeah, well, I mean, in all fairness, he drafted Burrow, and then right after break, he traded him to Brandon. <laughs> but he got Pollard in return. Pollard, but then he traded Pollard for Lamar. Lamar and yeah. Lamar. Yeah. Tony Pollard was on the side of some one sided trades, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, again, uh, Tony Pollard is actually, he's pretty high up. Birch, do you happen to have what Tony Pollard is going to, what is right? It's, it's up there. I think he's top 10. He's number nine. You see. Number seven. Yeah. I mean, Pollard. Is, yeah. I mean, what's really surprising is what's that crazy the is that offense. Is Zeke is running back 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's exactly I mean, what yeah, happened last year. I thought Zeke was going to be, you know, an afterthought, which I guess I'm technically not wrong. I thought Pollard was going to be the main guy, but they've Paul, been able to support each other. I think pretty Pollard well is the main this. guy. Zeke just kind of takes the ball once it gets into the end zone. I mean, Zeke gets carries. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think they run a, a little. They, they run the two down set where they're both in at the same time, and Zeke's kind of like a fullback, and Pollard they, they kind of vice versa that. But when they're both on the field, I mean, they're it's a good fucking offense. It's a good team. Dallas is very well rounded. It's a good team. Yeah, it's kind of how I it's kind of how I wanted you know Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon at the Packers, but they just well, the Packers they just couldn't suck. do anything. The Packers, yeah, it's the Packers. The Packers, the Packers like, are not good. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, they're not good. 
Dak at least you know is still good. <laughs> I think I think Aaron Rodgers washed. I think Aaron Rodgers is still good. I also, just, I also don't think he hasn't like his receiving core. He doesn't. I, I think. I think a him not showing up to offseason camps and and developing any type of rapport with these receivers really hurt him. Um, I agree. And I think him his just outlook on the entire receiving core the entire season. Um, every time they make a fail play, every time somebody drops the ball, he's sitting there rolling his eyes, shaking his head. He's kind of half in, half out. Um, I agree. That's why I think well, he's watched. I think you know, he's I, dude more so than the skills. I think it's the same thing with him and Brady. From a fantasy perspective, yes, they are washed. But, but from like gonna, an actual NFL you're perspective, gonna, you're going to put them. You're going to put. They're just serviceable QBs. You're going to put them in the game, though. Like I'd, I'd rather ride with. If you put me in a playoff game, I'd rather start with either one of them than have Lamar or anybody else starting in that playoff game. Like, yeah, his stat line, agree. his stat line might be shit, but he's probably going to get the win. And when you need that yeah. point, that touchdown at the end of the game, nobody else is going to handle that pressure better than he will. Yeah, uh, okay. Do not draft for fantasy, but I would prefer them in NFL any day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But congrats on the win, Zachary. Tankles, congrats on the Sacco. It's a prestigious award. It is. I have won it. It's uh, it's it's definitely a feather in your cap. It's your not, cap was a big oh, It's not quite like the leg lamp from A Christmas Story, but it, it's pretty damn close. Like, pretty mm-hmm. damn close. It's a prestigious award. But... Again, Zach, good job. Not really good job, like just just average. Not bad job. Yeah, like, Zach, not bad job. <laughs> like you did no, you did a pretty bad job to end up in the Sacco Bowl, but nice job not losing. So for whatever that's worth, thumbs up, Zachary. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. And now it's time for your don't move over the week. And now for the dough of the week. This this matchup was just epically bad. Uh, Mitch, the statistician, is probably going to have to look in on this one and see if this is the lowest scoring matchup of all time or not because pitter-patter won with a whopping 66.74 points over just the two of us with a 46.6. And it does look like they both legitimately set their lineups. Their teams were just that bad this week. I mean, my team didn't come to play this week. Don't get me wrong. My team was terrible. But I still would have beat both of these teams. It's Yeah, it was just a really – really embarrassing like this should have been the sacco this seems way more appropriate for this to be the sacco i mean there were four there were four players that scored in double figures including one defense yeah i mean that's that's total that's that's for both teams the sad part is like there's only like one bad decision I see, and that's Trey sitting Deontay Foreman against Detroit. Everything else seems like, yep, that's exactly what you should have done, and it was still that bad. The actual um, Sacco put up two and a half times the number of points this game. Hey, this right. bad. <laughs> um, it, it's just really, it, it, it was just a very kind of it was just a hilarious game. Overall. Trey made the playoffs. And I think yep. I think his two weeks that he's been in quote the playoffs might be two of the lowest scores I've seen all season. Yeah, 
it's it's pretty upsetting, but I'm sure he'll just get off on that. So, but you know what he isn't? He's not Sacco or champion or champion. He's lukewarm. Yeah, his his championship, the terrible reign of Trey and trades, is over. He is right there with me, and out of the playoffs, no longer in contention, but no longer in danger. Do you want to put a water bet on that, Birch? Wait, what? Do you want to put any type of water bet on there with Trey? I'm sure he'll take it. I know. I'm not not betting any water bet with Trey. I learned my list. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, speaking of water bets, Murphy, you have officially won our water bet due to this past week. The Patriots cannot get to 10 wins. So that was super close. It was close. It like I looked like I I felt like I was gonna like run away with that early in the season, and then they came on pretty strong, and now I feel pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could still win these next two games, but. It mathematically doesn't matter. Um, I believe, what was your and Birch's water bet? I already got it. It was the Giants had to win more than seven and a half, so they had to win eight games or more. They already had. As a matter of fact, they got their eighth win on that super questionable Giants-Redskins finish. Mm Mm-hmm. And then me and Birch, ours is still up in the air, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Judy's at 28 right now with technically two weeks left to go in the season. He's, I thought he was at 34. He's the Gi- at 28. The Giants might not win another game all season. Like, that oh. that water bet is a lot closer than it probably should have been. It, it definitely is closer than it should have been. <laughs> they started hot and then fell way off. But, no, that Judy one's going to be a lot closer than we thought. What was the Judy one? Top 20. Mm-hmm. He's 28 right now. That quote that Dehan posted is not real, is it? I don't know. It can't be. It can't be. There's no way that's real. No way. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it, but I haven't been listening to anything either. But overall, yeah, this is a really sad matchup. Sad than Sacco. Yeah, you guys both suck. Congratulations. You too. I'm more off-putting. No, I'm more off-putting. I'm more unattractive to put in a lead role. Well, I'm a bigger box office drag. Kids, kids, you're both just awful. All right, and that is all we have for this week's episode of Glittergate, the podcast. The one thing I will add is that draft season for 2023 is quickly approaching as we move into the new year 2023. Um, One thing we don't have is a draft house. So if you guys have any suggestions, please send them over. Um, You can send them over via text to me, Chad, or Birch, or you can just send them in the group chat. But it might be good to do both just so that way we can kind of keep it on our radars. We're trying to organize this thing, and if we can get some help from y'all, it would actually help us out because the three of us all have kids, and and as I'm sure a lot of you guys also have kids, but if you guys have suggestions, let's take some off people's plates and try and do this together as a collaborative effort. Uh, Fellas, do you have anything else to add? It was a good season, but I'm glad that my part of it is now over. It was. I wish I'd have finished out better than I had, but... Mm. You know how it goes. I'm ready for next season already. I'm also, I'm also pretty pretty sad that the season's over. Wish it could have turned out differently, but sometimes it's just not the way the cookie crumbles. 
Hey, me and you this weekend, though, Murphy. Hey, I mean, we're winning. The even the loser of our championship matchup wins more than the winner of yeah. Mitch and, <laughs> yeah, and so Mike. No so I mean, what. really, who's the big winner here? Yeah, me and Murphy are getting paid. <laughs> um, but yeah, without defenses or kickers. Yeah, because they are meaningless. Um, good luck to both Mike and Mitch. Uh, actually, a little bit less luck to Mitch. He still hasn't paid up his M and M's bet from earlier in the season. So if if he doesn't if he doesn't get those M and M's to me before kickoff on on Saturday and Sunday, then he's not getting any well wishes at all. He's just so. so before we sign off, who, who are we going for in the championship? I'm gonna say I, I don't like either, but I'm gonna say Mike T just so we can go from worst to first. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Mike as well, just because worst to first would probably be a good ring. Um, and after all the shit that he had to go through at drafts and all of that mess and pulling knives out on people and getting suplex and all sorts of other shit, I, I think it would be a good turn. It would be a good turn for Mike to win it. I'm I'm rooting for Mitch in this one. He's had the best team pretty much all season. I feel like he deserves the championship this yeah, but year. Mitch is gonna bitch so much. If he loses, and I would love to hear Mitch bitch so much if he loses. Fair, but because no uh, one as is gonna bitch like Mitch. No one. True. Ba-na-ba-na-ba-na-ba. But the rest of you also put in your suggestions for the championship. You know where to text. It is the Glittergate Podcast hotline. One eight hundred eight 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 nine. <laughs> All right, but for this, if you if you pick correctly, you get a chance to come and talk with us on this podcast. I'm sure that's a great prize. All right, well, good luck to everybody that's still playing for something. That's the only two teams left. Uh, everybody else, I appreciate you guys listening. We will probably have a wrap up episode sometime. Uh, may not be exactly on time next week, but we'll have a wrap up episode just to kind of discuss the season and everything else. Um, but as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the time, and we will catch you guys. Next time, for everybody still playing, good luck in the championship. Embrace that sparkle. Good luck, fellas.